Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Extra Innings Baseball Show. I'm your host, Logan Stump, and with me today is the man that couldn't find his pretzel, couldn't find the hot dogs. I don't know what you ate, Jordan, um, but welcome back, Jordan, to the show. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, couldn't find a pretzel, couldn't find... I had, I had chicken tenders and a burger. I think mm. the burger got me. You know what we should do, Jordan? Like, this is an idea. Or maybe I should share it off the off the show as well. I don't know. People don't listen enough, maybe. Um, we could do like that, you know, the, the food blog or like the food Twitter that uh, Premier League has and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. They, like you send in like different snacks and stuff of the baseball food. Because stadium food and baseball, I feel like this is fascinating because I don't know about Camden, but Wrigley has tons of options and so do the Marlins like it they had like tons of different kinds of foods yeah they do they've been getting better at it since uh, I'd say the last 10 years before that it used to be just kind of like theme park food type Mm -hmm. stuff that's what I ate there I I didn't eat any of the specialty stuff because everything that was specialty had super long lines because it was opening day so yeah uh, I'll try some of that stuff I think throughout the course of the season when it's not as busy like i already got you know tickets for june 7th um but that'll that'll help maybe that could be a part of even my vlog when i go to check out pittsburgh stadium you know like what Mm -hmm. type of food am i getting you know what are what are we getting there yeah i mean ballpark food right i mean i think people have the stereotypical ones in mind like you got hot dogs hamburgers right cracker jacks Jacks, peanuts and cracker jacks right ashley every time we go to a game i'm not lying to you i have to get peanuts and i have to get cracker jacks because ashley says there's no good ballpark experience without those two because you're gonna say she doesn't care if you ever come back yeah she (laughs) like yeah uh, i i mean honestly uh, i feel bad because jordan like the first taste she ever had of a Cubs game. We went to a Cubs game um, down in Miami and it was one of those like 16 inning games and it was zero to zero the whole time. <laughs> it was just <laughs> the worst game. Even as a Cubs fan, I was sitting there going, I don't know if this is worth sitting here for another couple innings. Cause I mean, it was like 1130 at night, like approaching midnight. It was brutal. Uh, and that was their first taste of like actual baseball with me watching the Cubs. Uh, and it was just atrocious. Uh, luckily, after that, I mean, we had a good time. We we went to Wrigley Field uh, before the wedding, before you guys came up. Um, so that was cool. Oh, yeah. But I've yeah, been outside of Wrigley. So have you really? Oh, yeah. You went on the road trip, didn't you? Yep, on my road trip almost 10 years ago now. But, yeah, so it was about eight years ago. Stood outside there. They were playing, too, but I was with people that didn't like baseball. I don't think I could have gotten away with, with, with going. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I probably could have, but I didn't want to abandon my friends who, you know, I was on this cross-country trip. With either, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we did not go in there. But I did hang out. There's, like, a little shop across from Wrigley, mm-hmm. right? I went in there, kind of got to see all this Cubs merchandise and got to be outside of there. And that was um, 20, uh, 2014, so just two years before they won the World Series. So pretty exciting. Yeah, so that's when they were kind of like turning that corner, man. We were we were starting to get a little good then in 2014, and 2015 was the year I thought we played really well and got knocked out of the playoffs. But uh, my parents yeah. have been to Wrigley, and my friend Dave have been to Wrigley, so they've mm. both stopped there. Like my dad saw a Nationals game there, so he see me play at Wrigley Field. But um, I forget who David went and saw there, but it was a uh, 
he was coming back from Colorado when he was living in Colorado and he stopped yeah. at uh, Wrigley on the way home to catch a game and knock a stadium off of his list. So I'm hoping to make it out there in the next couple of years. Yeah, let's go out there together. That'd be fun. It's a, it's it's my favorite city, um, and it's so cool going to the ballpark just because the neighborhood in and around it. I don't know if Camden's the same way, but Wrigleyville is just. I mean, it's full of Cubs stuff. Like it's Cubs everywhere. Everybody. Yeah, Orioles does not fans. have that. No. Yeah, the, the stadiums yeah. are far enough away from the town that like mm-hmm. what you'll have is you'll have pop up shops. You know, like little tables mm-hmm. of people putting on hats and like shirts and stuff. Yeah, but not like an actual de- like dedicated shops like Wrigleyville has. Right. But I, I do want to say that if you do is, you know how like people renew their vows. Mm-hmm. Is there a thing like renewing your bachelor party and we go to Wrigley? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I think like they could like my 30th birthday is coming up in January, but that won't do us any good. I mean, we could go yeah. in January, but we, be frozen to I'd be outside of baseball. Yeah, yeah. Be outside of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we can find a time to go because it, I mean it is. It's a lot of fun because Chicago is a great city. Um, in and around Chicago, there's tons of stuff to do. Plus, I mean, you could literally stay right down the, the street from the ballpark in Wrigleyville. Is now like they pumped in millions of dollars. The Ricketts family did, um, which yeah, I don't know. You might get to experience a that billion dollars. I think it was. Was it? Yeah, it's close to. Yeah, it was a billion. I think you're right. Um, but yeah, it was, it's great. If anybody's not been to Wrigleyville, it's, it's, uh, I think high on the bucket list for any baseball fan. Fenway is still on mine. Have you been to Fenway? No. Okay. Kind and of you right. didn't, you didn't go to New York city. <laughs> no. You haven't been to the New York's. Okay. Cause I want to do those. Like I definitely want to do yeah, city. Yeah. I want to do. Well, I think, I think for Yankees, um, yeah. I passed it on the way up to visit Michael again, <laughs> Michael, uh, and Heather. Uh, Heather lived in the Bronx for a bit, so I, I parked it around her apartment and we walked. Uh, we took like the subway to meet Michael, but it was uh, right like right around the corner from it. But um, no, I, I'm thinking I might try to go with my uh, sister's boyfriend because he's a Yankees fan. So I'm thinking, yeah. like, I'd like to kind of mark off some of these stadiums with with people that either haven't been to the stadium as well or are familiar with the stadium, you know, like, so he's mm-hmm. pretty sure he's been to Yankee games. So he'll, he'll take me there. Um, my friend Dave and I are going to go see the, going to go see Pittsburgh in June, which none of us have, both of us have not been to. So that'll be kind of like a thing. And um, again, like later in the summer, I was to go to the little league world series, which apparently is free. So you can just kind of roll up there, grab a chair, you know, take it out to the grass mound and just get to see little kids hit some home runs, which will be, which will be fun. But uh, yeah, that's kind of like my goal is to kind of go to these different stadiums throughout. And uh, I've mentioned on the other show that I'm going to be seeing Red Bulls versus NYCFC up at um, New Jersey, you know, Red Bull arena. Mm -hmm. But uh, New York's only like a three or four hour drive for me. So it's not too bad if to just go up there and catch Mm -hmm. A Yankees game. I would actually like to just knock out Yankees and Mets in the same trip, but I doubt yeah. I will be able to. Yeah, I was gonna say you almost have to do that uh, going that far, and then staying in New York's not easy. So yeah, um, nor is it nor is it cheap. So. Yeah, I'd rather not spend the money. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll, we can find a time to go um, later on in this year. So all right, let's get into it because we got a lot to cover. Uh, we're week one, Jordan. We're into it. We're at a week. Uh, last Thursday was opening day. Uh, started out. Uh, with some rain, 
Yankees Red Sox got rained out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Cubbies got to kick it off. But before we get into week one, Jordan, let's get into this press release that was just released by MLB. Uh, yesterday, an inaccurate report stated that the run differential during the 2022 season would affect postseason eligibility seating and the event of a tie in the standings. While a game 163 will no longer be played to determine ties for postseason eligibility, run differential is not one of the methods to break a tie or ties in the standings for postseason eligibility or seating. Any ties would be broken by the winning percentage in the order below. Jordan, that order below is first head-to-head record, second intra-division record, third inter-division record, and then fourth last half of interleague games, uh, and then the fifth is last half of intra-league games plus one and continue until the tie is broken. Um, Jordan, you and I talked about the run differentials, so I think they, they were talking about listening to the Extra Innings Baseball show um, they must have it must have leaked out yesterday. You know, we have that big, you know, breaking source. But doesn't it seem like isn't that weird? I, like, I, I feel like the reporting, like it's definitely got to be considered, right? Like, I think people are talking about it. Maybe this is why they released this. Yeah, I didn't see the report that originally stated I didn't that. Either. But what I would say is, I would like run differential mm-hmm. because then what you stop, Logan. Excuse my language here. You stop the bitching. Yeah. And what I mean by that is running up the score. There would be no complaining about what one of the things is if we're tied. Mm-hmm. Run differential. So I want to get as many runs on the board each night. Uh, I want to make sure I don't give up as many runs. You know what else that would stop? Position players pitching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's brutal too. Uh People can talk about how running up the score is detrimental. Trevor Plouffe, I, I agree with him. He posted this on Twitter. He said that <laughs> running up the score is more respectable than putting in a pitcher position player to pitch. Absolutely. Because the position <clears throat> players going out there and pitching 40 to 50 miles an hour, lobbing up meatballs, and it's giving up more runs. Um, like one of the things that we just had this week, and I'm not sure if it's on your rundown or not, I didn't check was people complaining about a player bunting to get a base hit because they were up a lot of runs. Who cares? That player is paid off of his average. That player's contract comes down to how well he performs. We can't just give free outs. Same thing as we talked about last year, swinging on a 3-0 pitch that is frowned upon in a blowout. Well, guess what? The pitcher's still trying to get you out. If you don't swing at a meatball down the center 3-0, it's going to be 3-1. Then he's going to throw you something that's going to make you go Mm 3-2. And then guess what? It's a full count, and it's in his favor. He's going to – you're going to get hung up on it. You strike out. You're done. How about you're just supposed to be better than the other team and just get the guys out? Mm -hmm. The Orioles had the Rangers put up like 25 runs in a game – with most of those runs being late in the game, by the way, they didn't seem to stop. They didn't seem to care. This was all the way back in like 2000. But, you know, that that's kind of the thing that is annoying about it, right? Is because we had an easy out here. If we count run differential, nobody would care then. It's okay. You're going to run up the score. I get it. We have run differential. All the old rules, all the unspoken rules go out the window. At that part, 
And I think that's what we need. We need to, now people can still get upset about because they're like, well, it's our head to head record that matters and not the runs. And that's bull crap. So whenever you look at teams at the end of the year, Jordan, they talk about run differential as being a, a determining a determining factor on how good a team is and they usually perform well in the postseason. So I'm totally in for this run differential um, over these records, over these, uh, you know, interdivision, intra, you know, uh, league, whatever it might be. Um, I just don't like that. Like, I don't like divisional records because obviously that's going to change next year because I think right next year they're going to mo- the more balanced schedule. Like that inner you know, that I guess those records are going to be a little bit different just because it's going to be there's going to be a huge emphasis on playing well in the division. And then sometimes I think you're going to see these, you know, off days where they're going to be playing uh, an interleague rival or something like that. And they might not be taken as seriously. So, again, I, I'm not I've never been a fan of divisional records to determine the success or where you'll be uh, based in the playoffs over the, the length of the year, just because I, I just I don't know. There's just so much to it. Whereas run differential tells me this team's been good for this whole season. Right. Um, exactly. So I'm just not a fan of this. Uh, I don't know. I run get differential it, but... means you're either not giving up as many runs. Mm-hmm. So you have good defense, good pitching, mm-hmm. or it means you give up some runs, but you also out hit that with the bats. Right. And, and right. which means either really exciting because you're pitching well, or you're very exciting because you're hitting lots of home runs or offense. And I'd rather reward that than some record between a team head to head. That that's why they kind of give goal differentials such a big moment in soccer, in mm-hmm. most competitions, because it's rewarding people scoring goals, and that means that you're going to have a great, 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 great team in the playoffs if we're going off of that instead of maybe a team that had a worse run differential, but happened to have won more games against the guy that they're tied with. Yeah. So anything else to add before we just launch right in to the meat of the show? No, I think yeah. that's it. All right, let's do it. Uh, Jordan, we got our first week of results in uh, this, this week's been wild, man. There's a lot of headlines to talk about a lot of a uh, bench clearing, a lot of name calling, a lot of cool historical moments even a cool World Series ring that we're going to get to talk about. Um, cool, I guess, if you if you find it cool. <laughs> I guess we'll debate on that one, Jordan and I. Um, but it, it, it's an action-packed show, so let's get into it. Let's start with the AL East, Jordan. So how we're going to do this, um, at least for now, and if you don't like the way that it's going, just let us know. Leave a comment, uh, gripe about it in the reviews. Um, just destroy us on Twitter. Uh, if you don't like the format, then we'll switch it up. But let's do it like this. Let's go AL, and then we'll go NL. We'll talk AL East first because, you know, why not? Um, our, you know, honestly, I think one of the best divisions in the league, if not the best division in the league, Jordan. And to be honest, this first week really did kind of show just how much this league – or sorry, this division could be an entertaining show for the rest of the season. We'll start with the Rays. They go four and three. Uh, they swept the Orioles. Sorry, Jordan. Uh, and struggled – to beat up on the athletics uh, took only one of four from the A's. You had the blue Jays who put on a power show against the Rangers uh, and also with the Yankees so far, so far they've gotten a four and two record. You have the Yankees at three and three took two of three in the Boston series. The first one got rained out um, and the Red Sox dropped uh, the first three or four have won two straight against the Tigers in Detroit. And then, at uh, the very bottom, Jordan, is your Baltimore Orioles at one and five. Got swept what? by the race. 
Yeah, I, I know. You're probably shocked <laughs> to hear that. Um, <laughs> Jordan doesn't actually watch the Orioles. He doesn't really watch baseball, so this is kind of fun. No, I'm kidding. Um, what sport is this? <laughs> <laughs> so the Orioles go one and five, took one to three from the Brew Crew, and got swept by the Rays. Um, so a couple topics that I want to kind of throw at you, and we can kind of just do this. Uh, I'll start from the top, Jordan. Um, one thing that I want to draw your attention to, there's there's a nice little link in the show notes uh, about the Rays attendance, because this has been an ongoing issue with the Rays. Uh, good quality product. You got to see them first in this series against the Orioles. They absolutely smashed in your O's. Uh, 2-1, 5-3, 8-0, so a hell of a series for the Rays to start out the season. Um, they start that out against Baltimore. Jordan, did you, did you open the link already? You did. Dang, I was going to have you guess. All right, uh, 25,000, Jordan, on opening day for the Rays. 15,000, 14,000. Jordan, the eight, or sorry, today's, or yesterday's, no, today's Thursday. Yeah, today's game against the A's. 8,287. Um, this, I mean, it, it seems like this team is going to be out of Tampa Bay soon, right? Like, it, it just seems like this has got to be the end for Tampa and Tampa. I, I feel like it's got to go back to Canada. It's got to go somewhere that's going to be interesting. Maybe this is the team, the team that they pulled in Nashville. What are your thoughts on, first, the the attendance record, and second, how, you know, how good is this Rays team? Are, are they better than last year? Are they about average are they going to surprise us at all? Uh, well, if we go off of how the Orioles played against them, same old, same old Rays. I talked about this on Word from the Warehouse, but um, that third game was the mm -hmm. 15th straight victory for the Rays over the Orioles. Yikes. And if you include last season, I think it's been two out of 25 or something mm -hmm. so not not great uh they've they've really sucked against the rays uh in the last few years right part of it is just the the orioles major league level haven't hasn't been great part of it is that for whatever reason the rays just have been offensively very good against the orioles uh because i think the o's even split the season series with the yankees right so mm -hmm. like that's kind of like we'll see if that continues this year with the Rays and the O's because if so, I think that's just more proof that they're a good team because usually mm -hmm. a bad team is still going to win a good amount of games against you, you yeah, know, because it's baseball. But uh, it's not the case for the Rays and the Orioles. Now, <laughs> now if they're going to stay in Tampa, they have to. They have to. I feel like with the commissioner shutting this down mm -hmm. recently, their plan to go to Montreal for a bit and have half his. We've kind of talked about it on here before with expansion, but it seems like MLB's eyeing expansion. Mm -hmm. Well, what are some of the viable markets for expansion? Nashville, Vegas, which are places teams have been rumored to go to before. And I would even say Montreal. Right, I'm kind of thinking that's why they kind of shut that down a bit because they want, you know, they want to be able to get that expansion fee money mm -hmm. instead of them moving. What the league should do is step in and tell the owners, if you keep coming up with this bullcrap, you're going to have to sell the team. And whoever you sell them to has to stay here, almost like a Don Garber Columbus 
uh, type of thing with um, pre-court, right, for MLS. But that's where I kind of see this going. I can't see them leaving. The The attendance would get better if they weren't in this crap hole stadium. I, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it because it, they also need to get closer to Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bucks can draw good good numbers when they're good. This that's is true. a team that's really good. But as somebody that's driven over to Tampa to catch a game when I lived in Orlando, you have to go past Tampa, mm-hmm. down to St. Petersburg. It's on like this long, weird bridge across water that you go mm-hmm. onto that is stretching out for miles, nowhere to get off because there's literally water. But the it's not really a bridge. It's like level with the water, right? Yeah. So it's a very weird experience. And it's a it's a haul. It is a haul. So I can see why nobody would want to do that, especially when you look at baseball, which are what five times a week, five to six times yeah, a week at least, and yeah. most of the time at seven o'clock. Right. Which means that you're you're going to have to leave work, take the trek down to St. Petersburg, get into St. Petersburg. Catch the game that's going to last three hours. Get mm-hmm. out at ten o'clock. Drive back home. It's a mess. It, yeah. it, it really is a mess. So if they were in Tampa proper, I think they would do better. If they have a brand new stadium, I think they would do better. Because unlike Miami, as somebody might point out, right? Miami got the new stadium, but guess what? Putting a competitive team on the field, there's nothing to draw them there. The Rays are one of the best teams in baseball, and. God, it sucked that the Orioles had to open there because you're watching <laughs> yeah. these opening games in yeah. the ugliest stadium in the yes. league. It was it was brutal. Yep. Especially in Florida. I mean, I get it. There's a lot of storms in the summer. That's why they do have indoor stadiums here. But the Marlins did it perfectly. I get that that Tropicana is older than, than, than Florida. But if you're looking, man, if you took Lone Depot, which is what they call Miami's, and you moved it into Tampa Bay, Jordan, and you moved it into the city, that place would be absolutely wild on summer days. It is a beautiful ballpark. The, the roof retracts. They even have a Twitter for the roof. It's great. It says whether it's open or not, and it tweets. It's like, oh, we're open for today, and it has like a cool – yeah, it's it's an awesome Twitter, but it's fun. It's 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 Florida. That's why they do spring training here. Have it outdoors. This would have been a beautiful day to have it outdoors. You know, mid-'70s, can you imagine playing mid-'70s baseball, sunny – I mean, just absolutely gorgeous, and this is what they need to take advantage of in Florida when we're playing games in the Midwest that are 30 degrees and there's snow blowing through. Like, it's it's unbelievable that Tampa hasn't figured out. You know what they have figured out, though, Jordan? They figured out how to build a baseball roster. G-Man Choi, 563-667-1.063 slash. That's unbelievable. Wander Franco, 440, uh, hitting 440. He's got uh, five runs scored. Four RBIs. Uh, Francisco Mieja, I think that's how you say that. 417, uh, 385 on base with a slugging of 667. I mean, this team, Jordan, is just built for success. And this is all without Randy or Rosarena kind of doing anything. And Josh Lowe's also struggled. I mean, this team is stacked from top to bottom. I don't know how you guys feel in that division, but you look at this team and you just got to think, man, are they ever, ever going to not? be good <laughs> it's just like let's just keep building <laughs> well we're envious of them yeah um there's it. you know there's a there's a lot to love about the team mm-hmm. uh, i know some people don't like them because they're like well they're not actually spending any money blah 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 blah, blah. 
I, I like the way that they're constantly comp- competing, though. Um, I, you know, this is one of the questions that we were going to do in the offseason that we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. But would you prefer your team spend like how the Yankees used to, how the Dodgers do now, right? Or would you prefer this method where maybe you don't even know what players are going to be here? I mean, we're talking about how Willie Adamas was the star of this team before they trade him midseason last year and bring up Wander Franco, who's even bigger star, right? Like they just always have that person that you can pull up next. And the good thing is they already locked down Franco. So you don't have to worry about if he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems like they're changing their attitude a bit before. I feel like they wouldn't lock anybody down. Apparently they also offered Freddie Freeman an offer. So Mm -hmm. they are willing to spend money. Um, He probably just didn't want to play in that crap hole of a stadium, but you know, like I I think that what's cool about them is the way that they've built that farm system, the way that they're just able to churn it out. They seemingly know have psychic abilities to know when to dump a player and when to pick up a player um, that might've been floundering somewhere else. All right. Done with the race. Let's move to the Jays, uh, the rhyming uh, team, just because I, it's an interesting one. And I think we can hit the Yankees here, too. Uh, the, the Jays are currently um, sitting in second place. They've got that four and two record. The Yankees currently sitting at three and three, Jordan. Um, the Blue Jays have gone on an absolute tear, scoring 43 runs in a matter of six games. Absolutely ridiculous. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Jordan, and I, and you were kind of following this along because I saw you liking tweets and stuff from it. Um, I do want to ask you about a certain call that was made uh, about the Yankees yesterday. I thought it was hilarious. Um, for those that don't know, um, their radio broadcaster, John Sterling, botched a home run call. Um, <laughs> Hold on. We'll pull it up. We'll yeah, it's it great. You go ahead and pull it up, and then I'll, I'll keep going. But if you didn't see this, uh, the, the Toronto Blue Jays, um, just absolutely smashing the ball. Vlad had three home runs yesterday. Uh, but the Yankees trying to fight and claw, uh, couldn't quite claw back in. But Jordan, if you got the clip and want to play, go ahead and do that because I think it's one of the best calls that's ever happened in sports, maybe. Yeah, buy me a few more seconds. I'm fine. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Yankees currently sitting at three and three. They dropped uh, the last three of four. The Yankees are absolutely getting smashed in by the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays have gone home run happy. 11 homers, top of the order. Uh, George Springer, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Teoscar uh, are absolutely crushing the ball. Um, if you look at the stats uh, currently that sit at the top of that lineup, I mean, you got George Springer hitting 370. You've got Vlad hitting 391. Uh, and then you also have Teoscar Hernandez hitting 316. And all of these guys, man, are just absolutely raking. Um, Jordan's got the clip there, so if you want to play it. Swung on, there it goes. Hold on, let me get the sound working, right? This Hicks. Here's the one. Is it playing anything? Swung mm-hmm. on, there it goes. You can Deep hear it? left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. <laughs> caught. <laughs> caught by Tapia. That was gone. So Stanton got close. He sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. <laughs> you still have so to justify the damn. Well, that would have tied it. And leave one. It's not even really like that close to being out. Like it's, it's hilarious though. Like I was sitting short. 
So you want to know something embarrassing? I tweeted it because I thought it was a home run. I hadn't read it because it's uh, John Boy, I think, said this would – or I thought this was going like six or seven rows up the bleachers. So I just thought oh, he'd, yeah. he'd hit it. So I was like – I retweeted it. I quickly took it back down because I was like, oh, my God, he really didn't hit that. That, that was just a really bad call. And, and if you don't, if those that you didn't hear it or see it, it, it was just basically like, that ball is far. That is all gone. That's not gone. It's caught with the warning. But break. caught. Like, imagine. <laughs> but caught. And the thing, too, is he, he's a radio announcer, right? Mm-hmm. So you're listening on the radio and you're like, oh my God, it's gone. But caught. What? Like, <laughs> like I, didn't I, was think taking, of that. I was taking my walk the other night. Yeah. I'm listening to the radio broadcast as I'm walking. Yeah. And I'm listening to the Orioles and Cedric Mullins hits one grand slam gone. And I literally jumped up in the air, give a little fist pump. Mm-hmm. Now imagine if the first is like grand slam, but caught like, I'd be like, whoa, 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 what? Like, cause you can't see it. You're paint. They're painting the picture for you on the radio mm-hmm. and you think it's gone and you're then, you know, it's just so confusing the way he, the way he says it. Here it is again. If well, I'm going to listen to it. I'm not sharing it. I missed it originally. It's awesome. It, it's one of my favorite calls. It'll be forever <laughs> etched in my memory. It's especially how weak the but caught is. It's gone. <laughs> but caught. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, this is the same guy that did the Stantonian home run yeah. uh, last year. So yeah. people are saying it might be time for John Sterling to maybe step away. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, speaking of the, uh, and just in general, Jordan, uh, I, I don't want to spend too much more time on the AL East, but I mean, if you really look at this division, the Toronto Blue Jays, I mean, that many runs early on in this season. I will say you said they're second place, yeah. has them first because of Tampa losing today. Oh, that's right. They lost. Um, I forgot. So that. it could change depending yeah. on what happens tonight. Right. Yeah. But it's, they're at a six sixty seven winning percentage because they've only played six games and that's Tampa's right. at a five seventy one yeah. right now. So, yeah. And I had done, I had, I've done the order and the way that I, the two games today, I hadn't quite switched yeah. the order of them. So that's why I had read that, that they weren't first, but yeah, the, the, the blue Jays, I mean, Jordan, they're a team that you and I thought was that were going to be really good. Um, they lose Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray hasn't been great. He had a first game that was pretty decent, but the second game got absolutely rocked um, over in Seattle. But, I mean, this team threatening um, and looking like a team that could make a push. Uh, gosh, I can only imagine how big this division is going to be uh, coming up in October. But sad that you have to be in it. <laughs> really sad that you have to be in it. Um Red Sox, they're missing Trevor Story, or they've missed Trevor Story for a game or two. He's had the stomach bug that he's been trying to shake. They're sitting at three and three, um, and they've been really, I mean, concerning so far. Uh, and we knew this going in. They're starting rotation. They lost um, Erod, and they also lose Chris Sale for some time. Um, Erod gone with Detroit, and uh, you've also had Chris Sale out. Uh, I think it was like a side thing. I don't know if it was ever decided if it was rib cage or what it was, um, but I know he's going to be out for some time. Uh, sure this, rib is a rib cage. I think so. Um, but again, man, they, I mean, their, their offense hasn't quite got going. Uh, story hasn't been very good. You got Devers, uh, JD Martinez and Alex Verdugo leading that charge for the Red Sox, but really just not a whole lot there, I think. Um, and then your O's John means goes down. Jordan, I want to get your thoughts on that because that's a big loss. I think yeah, still O's. no update right now, by the right. way, uh, I said about it on my show that he was getting a, a scan today. Mm-hmm. 
and nobody's reported anything as of recording this. So uh, I don't think that's good. But um, real quick on Boston, they usually start this slow. Actually, Mm -hmm. they're probably better than they were last year at this point. They started out 0-3 against the Orioles last year. Let's not forget that. But uh, they'll get hot in the summer, and that's when they'll start hitting their home runs, and that's when they'll start making a comeback. Now, uh, for the Orioles, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. If you really want to get my checkout word from the warehouse, but the main part is, it can't be too much longer of this. They they have mm-hmm. to start calling up some of these young guys ready to go. Rugnetta Doors giving us nothing. Chris Owings giving us nothing. Robinson Chirinos is really not giving us anything. Once Adley's ready, it's time to bring him up, right? Like, uh, and maybe Adley would have caught up if he wasn't injured, right? We don't really know how that would have happened, but I think they would have kept him down anyway. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. The, the bullpen's been surprisingly good. Um, Anthony Santander has been really great, batting 400. Uh, he's a piece you want to look forward to flip. He was originally a Rule 5 pick a couple years ago. Uh, he's hitting real well right now. OPS is at like 1.2 something. So he's a piece to flip before the trade deadline if he keeps that up because the Orioles are loaded in the outfield with with prospects. So. Mullins has been driving in some runs, but he's been striking out a lot more than usual. And Austin Hayes is at like a 0.95 average. It's been brutal for him, who was very hot at the end of the year. Mountcastle kind of picked up where he left off. He's doing okay. Um, that's kind of the state of the Orioles' offense. All right, let's move on to AL Central. Cleveland Guardians uh, in first place, four and two. Chicago White Sox, four and two. In second place, the Royals, two and three. Uh, Tigers two and four and the twins at the very bottom at two and four, kind of a shocker, I think. Um, Jordan, I don't think anybody had the Cleveland guardians uh, leading the division in this. Uh, well, one early in the season two, uh, Well, at all really um, new name. We thought new name, uh, still really bad team, but so far, I mean, the guardians have really looked like a strong team uh, competitive in, in the sense that, you know, it's still early in the season, but really, Scoring runs has been a big thing for them. They lead the majors in runs scored with 45 runs. That's above what we had just said with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, any thoughts on on the Central Division? I mean, I know that it's early, um, but again, I, I think the White Sox have looked decent. I thought that the, the Guardians have looked really good, but besides that, the other three, I, I think, have been kind of underwhelming. You're on mute. You're on mute. Jordan, you're on mute. That's a good point. Uh, so what I was saying <laughs> is uh, Minnesota has been kind of underwhelming with their money spent. Detroit's been underwhelming. But their money spent, but Kansas City has been kind of whelming because I didn't really expect much from them anyway. So mm. two and three, yeah, sure. Cleveland been pretty good uh four and two that's four wins in a row by the way and the white Sox, uh you know they lost today to uh seattle right mm-hmm. um so that uh they, they had a lot of errors in, in the field was mm-hmm. was it seattle that had them or was it yeah it was seattle. Teams. Okay. yeah seattle had their share there that was the one with the little league pop-up that they, yes no, okay they so seattle had like around. three errors <laughs> that game and they still White Sox still couldn't win that one. 
But uh, yeah, overall, I think pretty much outside of uh, Cleveland being a surprise, I'm actually not too surprised by some of these. Some some of these teams had to face pretty stiff competition um, instead could of starting the, inner division. Could this be the easiest division to win, possibly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it definitely is, which is yeah. why you saw almost all of these teams add players, right? right. Except for that's Cleveland. true. Yeah, because uh, Kansas City added some pitching, right, and tried to get some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detroit and Minnesota went in on it because there's a chance. But I, I would say right now, it's my favorite would still be the White Sox. Yeah. Oh yeah, the White Sox have looked great. Um, and if you look at it, fourth in the league in batting average, third in the majors in slugging, third in the league in OPS. But this was all before today's game, so I don't know. It should be kind of similar. Uh, they shouldn't move too much on that game, but um, they did score only one run today. But I, I thought, you know, I mean, their 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 bats are scary, right? They got Tim Anderson who's played well. Um, Luis Roberts looked good. So I mean, you've got you just got guys that can absolutely just rake the ball. Um, and their pitching is always going to be good. Their bullpen, you and I talked about this, might be one of the best bullpens in the league. So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, not a lot to say, though, really about the division. I guess the only other thing that I've mentioned um, is Bobby Wood Jr. did get his debut mm-hmm. um, and has not been great, um, but has had some some flashes of, of being a good defensive player, but also a decent hitter. I think he sees good uh, at the plate. I think he sees really well in the pitches that are thrown. Um, well, but I, yeah. I haven't seen it too much on him. What I was going to say is, I think like Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., and a lot of Eric Kellenick, a lot of a lot of the young guys who've been called up have not performed a lot right. at the bat. Some of them have been making some really good, but somebody that did perform really well at the bat is Stephen Kwan for Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who went like 160-some pitches without a swing and a miss. Yeah, uh, which is Which is amazing. That's amazing. Um, he's batting 526 right now <laughs> with eight walks, by the way, only one strikeout and, uh, 10 hits, uh, 19 at bats, 29 plate appearances, uh, and a triple and a double. So he just needs a home run. He's got five RBIs. Um, he's a fun young player to keep an eye on there, but, uh, yeah, he was making contact with every swing. And I think the one that broke it was even a foul tip. And I yeah, think was. that's yeah. still a swing and a contact. I don't right. understand why that's a miss, but oh, well. Yeah. We can't have fun all the time. Um, and Carlos Correa has not had fun. Um, he's been all right. Uh, he made his debut for the twins. He did get a home run finally. Um, but again, Carlos, it, it's more, adding in the defensive with the offensive. Uh, and I can tell you, because we're getting ready to do them as well, the Astros have missed that bat. And it's a perfect segue into the AL West. If you don't have anything else on the Central, good. All right. So let's move on to the AL West. AL West, the Astros lead the division four wins, two losses. The Athletics, four wins, three losses. The Angels are three and three. Mariners, three and four. And the Rangers at a lowly one and four, competing with your O's for that wooden spoon. Um during the AL West, we got to see some of them because you and I both watched Shohei pitch. Um, and Shohei Otani, for those that didn't know, he broke a – or sorry, he made history on opening day uh, with the Angels. He's the first person in MLB history to see the first pitch and throw the first pitch, um, <laughs> which is absolutely wild. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'll never hear that again. I'm hoping he won't because I, I just love that that is something you and I got to see and witness 
Um, but yeah, Jordan, the Astros starting out hot again, four, four and two. Um, took three or four on the road in Anaheim, then split the two game set in Arizona. So winning on the road, Alex Bregman looks absolutely fantastic, um, which is a huge thing for the Houston Astros. They're going to miss that Carlos Correa bat. So they've got to have Bregman in and playing well. Um, if you look at it, Jordan, the offense, uh, right about in the middle of the pack, but it's been their pitching again, that has just kind of stolen the show. Um, and I do have a question for you because I want to just kind of get your thoughts on this. Are there concerns? Because, I mean, this Astros offense isn't as potent as it once was, I don't believe. Are there concerns with Carlos Correa missing? You know, it's 140 games that he usually gives you. Are there concerns for the Houston Astros uh, at bats and, and, you know, hitting? And then can this pitching staff continue to do what they do and always dominate? What's going on? What are you laughing at? Sorry, I was just laughing. <laughs> what did I say? No, I was going to say for your answer for Houston, just maybe bring out the trash cans again and they might be able to get it going. But (laughs) it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, Is it though? (laughs) But no, I I wouldn't be too worried about it. I mean, look, Altuve was even asked about this like last night or today Mm -hmm. about the state of the offense. He's like, we're four and two, like stop it. And and that's (laughs) my response to it, right? Because 24 runs scored. They've only given up 14. That's a plus 10 run differential. Yes, it's not Cleveland's 45 or Oakland's 42, mm-hmm. but a lot of those other teams are going to come back down to earth. Houston is is pretty much a established team. They're going to rise back up, and it's not like they're struggling. So I'm not too worried about the state of their offense right now. I'm more impressed by the state of Oakland's. Good point. It's a very good point. Um, I mean, just looking at their starting rotation, it, it's scary. You got Frombert Valdez, uh, who I thought was fantastic in that postseason run that they had last year where they make it all the way to the World Series. Lance McCullough Jr., when healthy, is going to add to that rotation like you and I talked about. I mean, he's just a dominant force. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, again, um, a, a pretty good pitcher when he has pitched well. So when you you get that guy in and you can, you know, if, if he can give you five to six innings and you're going to run in that bullpen – um, wasn't great in his first start, but wasn't terrible. Um, if he can kind of turn around and have a bounce back here, that'd be fantastic. You also got guys like Justin Verlander, um, who through five innings um, had a really good ERA, 1.80 to start the season. But I mean, just this bullpen to um, just absolutely phenomenal, dominant. Um, and I can't, you know, I can't really speak to that division because I, I mean, it's been tough to kind of gauge on you know, how the other teams are going to be. Um, we can talk about the Angels a little bit here because I think it's an interesting topic. They're three and three. They lost three of four against Houston. Um, but then they go out and they uh, sweep uh, the Marlins, which isn't a ton, but they have good pitching. The Marlins do. Um, I do want to ask you this one before we move on from this one to another division because I think it's a, an interesting topic. Uh, if you look at Trout, Shohei, and uh, Rendon, uh, Jordan currently trapped hitting 200. You got Shohei who's hitting 160 and giving uh, mouth to mouth resuscitation to his bat. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 118. I mean, there's got to be some concern, right? I mean, those are three big boppers in the top of their, you know, one, two, three, four, and they're not hitting the baseball. I have zero concern. Look, zero. if, if no. they're not, if they're <laughs> not going, if they're not hitting, 
and they're three and three, only like That's one true. game back. Yeah. It's pretty good because when they do get going, they'll get going. I'm not worried about Shohei. Like you said, he's giving CPR to his bat. That's funny. He's having fun with it. Like <laughs> that means he's not in his head. Mm. You're not seeing him like pissed off, right? Like so. That's when you really start to get concerned is when their when their shoulders drop after a bat at bat, and they're slumping, and they're you know trying to get in their own head about it. If he's having fun with it like that, then he's gonna eventually get over it. Trout, it could still be injury related, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. We might be seeing the the downslope of his career soon, uh, even though he's only twenty nine. But, um. Rendon, I think that's more up in the air, but I do think we'll get back on track at a certain point. And when they do, if they're if they're doing as well right now, that's good. You know what makes Shohei so avail- uh, so valuable too is that even if his bat's lacking, his ERA is like a one ninety five right now, and he's pitching tonight. So uh, he pitched a great game against Houston the, the on the uh, what Thursday game or the mm-hmm. Friday the Thursday game, um, but they just couldn't get the win. Uh, but yeah, so I mean that's that's partly why he's so valuable is because if his bat's lumping, guess what? He's going to go out there and toss probably a really good game tonight, and that might take some of the pressure off of himself too. If he can't make the value on the bat, he says, "I can do it on the mound." That's a good point. Had a really good game that first game, so looking forward to seeing Shohei pitch more. Uh, and I think uh, honestly, like you said, I think that bat comes around. If I'm going to bet on anybody, it's definitely Shohei. Uh, just because I think he's got the plate discipline to do it as well. Good hitters, yeah, they make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think he's one of the best. So, All right, uh, one last thing before we move on. I do want to talk about the Mariners because that team won 90 games last year, 90-plus games last year. Jordan, their team average right now is at a 192, um, according to MLB.com. Not good, and their numbers were really good last year where they got lucky. Um, their lucky numbers or whatever they call that. Um, the, the ball seemed to bounce the Mariners' way last season. Um and yeah one run games yeah were in their favor um a lot yeah yes so i just wanted to make point of that uh robbie ray did make his debut with the mariners he pitched really well in that first game but then that got absolutely lit up uh, against the white Sox. i think he gave up six runs in the second one um but it's tough like it's so tough when when you have a really good game and then a really not so good game you're going all right well that tells me nothing um so we'll kind of get into some of those guys too later on. And and pitchers too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're still getting built. That's up. true. Yeah. They're so weeks behind. We'll yeah. we'll see how it goes for them uh as we continue. Yeah. All right, let's get to a fun division, man. Uh the NL East. Uh this thing's a crapshoot <laughs> right now. Uh just things that you're like, what is happening? I'm so confused. You would think without Jake DeGrom that the Mets would have kind of surfaced a little bit and not played as well. Yeah, that didn't happen. Um, they've got some guy that, honestly, Jordan, I had never heard of uh, Tyler McGill at all. Like, that's not somebody that I'd, I'd really. I got his baseball card yesterday. Did you really? In my, that's in my solid, man. That's solid. Um, yeah, five and two, the Mets leading that division in the NL East. And then right behind them, you got the Phillies at three and three, the Nationals, three and four, the Bravos, the world champions, the defending champs sitting at three and four. Uh, and then they've got the Marlins at one and four. A lot of headlines in the NL uh, this week, Jordan. Um, so we're not going to talk too much about team-specific things. I do want to talk about a couple things that I think caught a bunch of people's eyes. One, uh, let's start with Tyler McGill, right? So Tyler McGill, uh, 
throwing an absolute gem of a game twice in a row <laughs> um, has been unbelievable for the Mets. I mean, this guy's got the ability, I think, to be a top of the end rotation guy for the years to come. He's only 26 years old, uh, which is absolutely wild. He's thrown 10 in the third innings. He's got a zero ERA, has not surrendered a run. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you got to see much of Tyler, but his stuff is absolutely filthy, and he looks like a lumberjack. No, I didn't get to see much of that game. Uh, I got to see a lot more of the Scherzer game. Mm. How'd that go? How'd he look? Looked great. Yeah. Yeah. He looked good. I mean, uh, look, the Mets, to me, people may have been down on them with their injuries and stuff. I still thought that they could do it, and I mm-hmm. had one reason for that. Do you know what the reason was, Logan? Do you remember? The money, right? Buck Showwater. Uh, that's right. Sorry. Who's been – Fantastic. I, I loved mm-hmm. watching him this this first week because look, the Mets got hit like nine times yeah. this week. And Buck was was furious about it. And um look, some of them were not intentional, right? But it was like yesterday, they got hit like two more times and Buck just went to the top step <laughs> of the dugout is just looking like like what is going on? And what's going on again is that they don't have the spider tack, right? Mm-hmm. And they're still trying to pitch up and in, which they shouldn't if you don't have any control. And it's going up and in. And uh, some of their players were getting hit in the head. Some of their players were getting hit, uh, you know, all over the place. So I think having that manager has been great for these players when they have um, these players go down Mm -hmm. because he's somebody that has his players back. He's somebody that's going to not, by like bite into the narratives of the media and stuff. He's just going to go out there, rally the troops and they're going to win games. And that's what they've mm-hmm. done. And they've actually been scoring a lot of runs. They have scored like 34. They have a plus 15 run differential. Their X wins and losses are exactly what their wins and losses are right now. Five and two. And to me, I think right now they're the class of the East. That may mm-hmm. not always be the case, but when you have DeGrom go down and they're still playing so well, that's a pretty big testament to Buck Show Walter and just the vibe of the Mets. It's a totally different vibe than last year when you had players getting in fights themselves. You're not getting a lot of that. Yeah, Francisco Lindor was absolutely smashed in. Uh, a slider from Steve Ciszek hits him in the face when he scores around a bunt, like you said, hit nine times. Um, it's kind of what the Cubs have been going through. Um, and again, it, it's just, it, I think a lot of it is like, I think you said it and you said it correctly, that the tacky stuff, it just isn't around anymore. And guys are losing that grip when they're going inside on guys, not used to those balls spinning into that, you know, at that rate in which they do. Um, so that's a big thing. Another <laughs> headline, Jordan, that I want to ask you about, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Alec Bohm for the Phillies, three fielding defensive errors. They're all throwing errors. Like he had the yips. You, Oh yeah, yeah. you did. You texted me that because I was like, oh yeah, the yips. Um, he literally has the yips. He finally fields one, throws a guy out. Uh, and when they do, obviously the Philadelphia fans are probably the most brutal in all of the world. Um, they get up and give him a, a sarcastic standing ovation. And Jordan, you can see Alec Bohm turn and lip. I effing hate it here. <laughs> and he Jordan. owns it. They <laughs> ask him after the game and he's like, yeah, I was frustrated. I was, yeah. I was whatever. And you know what? They gave him a real standing ovation the next day, which yes. is, which is good. You know what? I guess this is how you handle Philly, right? You just give <laughs> yeah. it right back to them, and yeah. they'll, uh, and then you own up to it. And I guess they get over it. I don't yes. know, but uh, 
I think he would have gotten that sarcastic one anywhere, really. Yeah. I, I've I've seen that happen at Orioles games as well, so I can't say that mm-hmm. it's just Philly. Um, but <laughs> it was funny. Mm-hmm. Um because I think he also played pretty well with his bat, right? So they couldn't be too yes. mad. Yeah. You gotta be able to make the throw from third to first, or I'm sure they're gonna have to get moved to second or something. Right. Right. Um, just some quick stats before we uh, jump on into the Braves, because I do want to talk ask you about the ring um, and another incident. But uh, yeah, so the the biggest concerns I think with the Phillies right now, obviously Bryce Harper hitting 143, that's not going to fly. And Kyle Schwarber, new addition, 0.091 uh, batting average, which is not good. And the on-base percentage at 231. Again, this is kind of what we saw with the Cubs. We saw that struggle to really make contact. Uh, with Kyle. So you hope it goes well because I've always rooted for Kyle, but you really want him. It's early, but you want to see him make contact. Once he starts making that weak contact, I saw it a couple times in the games that I watched with the Phillies where he's had at bats and he just, he did. He kind of looked like he was all inside with his hands and not quite getting extended uh, like he had been with the Red Sox. Well, I have a question for you, Logan. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just go back to the juiced balls of 2019? I, I honestly like fun. I mean, some people think it is back. Some people think that they're slowly getting back to a more juiced ball because they're tired of the pitching being the dominant thing. And people don't watch games when pitching's good, which is true, right? Pitching dominance can be fun Mm -hmm. when it's a perfect game until the manager blows it. But, (laughs) but you know, the most thing you want to see is 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 fun, and it could just be because it's April still, right? April. Mm-hmm. While we talk about the shortened spring trainer on pitchers, it could also affect hitters, but also the just colder weather right now, especially up in Philly, um, which is close to Philly. So I can tell you that the first, you know, week or so of the season was a little chillier until we got to like Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday was really the day it got really beautiful outside, and um, so but still not warm enough to carry the ball out a lot. So some of these things will, well, you know, as we get closer to my, uh, closer to May, when it's really going to get warm, the ball is going to start flying out more and we're going to forget about the early season struggles. And I think that'll help the Phillies, but their goal right now is try to keep the Mets close enough to make that a reasonable jump in, in the summer. But um, so far the Mets, you know, haven't really had that issue. They lost one against the Phillies, right? Mm-hmm. And one against the Nats. Yep. No, no, they went undefeated against the Nats, right? Did they sweep did the they? Nats? Hold on, I wrote it down. One, three, or four against the Nats, and then they won two. Okay, it was a four-game set. Okay, yeah. there we go. That's why. Yep. All right, um, the Braves. Uh, Travis Dorneau got absolutely plunked by Strange Gordon, uh, which is, I think, a second baseman. I don't know if you saw that, Jordan. That was hilarious. It was like a 40-mile-per-hour oh, yeah. ball yeah. hit him, and it dropped. That was great. But, Jordan, I want to ask you about the rings. You a fan of the light-up ring in the World Series? Is that, like, your style? I haven't you seen see the this? light-up part of it. I've seen oh, everything man. else about it. But yeah. I, I don't like how big they are. I'm somebody that yeah. wants a more modest ring you know they're mm. getting like super bowl size and i don't they even are. like those yeah. huge rings I, I don't like those no guys I, don't wear them realistically when i went to the hall yeah. of fame they had every single ring they've ever had mm-hmm. there and you can see i pr- probably show it in my hall of fame video i forget 
you can see how they started off small. Now they're like huge. I think the Dodgers 2020 was huge. Mm-hmm. And this may uh, beat that, by the way. I'm not mm-hmm. sure just by looking at pictures, but it definitely seems like it's beating it. Yeah. Brave struggle against the Reds. Joey Votto, Jordan, um, as we kind of shift into the NL Central now, Joey Votto was wearing a mic. Uh, and you talked about this some. He then uh, nominates Alex Verdugo of the Boston Red Sox to also wear a mic. And I thought both of them were very well done and they were both very tasteful. I did like the outfielder one just a bit more, just because I think there's a little bit less going on that he's more concerned with. And it was funny because Rizzo hits a ball to him. He calls it uh, right away that he's going to end up throwing this home uh, if this does get through, um, which I thought was pretty cool. But any thoughts on the mic'd up? I know you were kind of back and forth on like, I liked it if it was Vado, but I don't know if I like it if somebody's boring. Yeah, uh, Votto's fun mm-hmm. for it. Um, I actually on my way home from the Orioles game, I was listening to some sports talk radio where they had this. They were furious about this, by the way. <laughs> were they local sports talk? They were like, "What if you're the reason they missed the ball? Right? Like, what if you're the reason because you're talking to the broadcast? Their solution was just have the player mic'd up like they do in the NFL, and then mm-hmm. you share those highlights of it after, like, when you come back from commercial." Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, look, this is what Votto was saying to, um, you know, Ozzy out on the uh, on first, yeah. you know, instead of asking questions, mm-hmm. I think I'm fine with it for week one. But I think if they're going to keep doing it, it's going to cause an issue at some point. Ball. Somebody's going to, you know, not be focused enough because they're in the middle of this interview with the TV broadcast, but uh, Vada was fun, you know? And did you notice when he went up to bat, they started playing the Harry Potter theme song? Yes. And I can only assume that's because of his TikTok where he was dressed up like Ron. Yes. I believe it was that. Um, but I always thought he kind of did look like Voldemort. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about his face, but I think it's because it's so flat. I don't know. Uh, I, I never liked Joey, um, but this has made me like Joey a lot more. Uh, because from what from what we'd always gathered as Cub fans, he was very arrogant. Like he used to demand that he gets the penthouse suite when the Reds would travel and stuff, mm-hmm. um, and they would make the team pay for it after having this huge contract signed. And that that was just stuff I'd heard. Well, and that was being to be fair, the team should pay for the travel. That's true. Anyway. Yeah. So, but not the penthouse suite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. All right. They're Jordan. billionaires. They're yeah. billionaires. They can I pay guess. for it. I guess. I guess. I guess you'll keep people there longer if you treat them well. All right. Let's talk about the NL Central. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals three and one. The Chicago Cubs three and two. The Brewers three and three. The Pirates two and three. And the Reds at two and four. The Brewers and the Cardinals are currently playing as we're recording this. The Cardinals are losing four to or, yeah sorry four to nothing to the brew crew so that gives the cubbies a chance to jump back up uh, in first i believe i don't know how the math works on that but maybe um i'm not good with math uh so let's talk a little bit about albert pujols jordan he comes back and in his second game with the st louis cardinals he hits his 680th home run and jordan he also did something miraculous today he's just on this tear of doing everything that is historic can you kind of fill us in on what you think about Albert's home run and then his, uh, I guess what you can call it, his base running blunders? Yeah, I mean, uh, look, no uh, no surprise mm-hmm. that he's going to hit a home run. Love to see him to get to 700. Today, uh, he takes off stealing <laughs> um, in the slowest 
running I've ever seen. I mean, remember the guy's like forty two, right? Yeah. But it's the yeah. first time he's been caught stealing since September nineteenth of twenty. <laughs> Stolen fourteen bases successfully in a row since then, which is mind blowing because of how slow he is. But um, yeah, I mean, this was like the pitcher just steps off the mound, lobs <laughs> it over to third base, and third base has like an hour to put the glove down. It, it, it's pretty brutal. Look it up, guys. It is. It's uh. It is funny, especially when it cuts to the camera angle behind the catcher and you see the yes. whole time because it is just <laughs> really slow. Love Albert. Um, and that's weird to say as a Cup fan. And people will always come after me probably because I'm a Cubs fan and I actually don't mind the Cardinals. But I grew up with a brother that, that watched the Cardinals and I've just always respected them. But I'm so – like I got chills watching Al hit that home run and I just – I honestly, I almost teared up. Like I was, it was that emotional for me. And I'm like, dude, this guy tore us apart for years, but it was just, I think because he's, he's always, always doing it in the right way. And he's such a good guy, good person. I just like him now. Yadier, I don't like him. Like Yadier Molina can't stand, but something about Al um, got a soft spot for Jordan, the Cubs and the Brewers try to fight, duke it out. They throw at Andrew McCutcheon twice. They miss the first time. They hit him the second time. Keegan Thompson's run from the game. Andrew McCutcheon says, basically, screw off. You're awful. You tried to hurt me the second time. Jordan, do you like this? Because this has happened a couple times now where guys are starting to kind of throw at each other twice, three times, four times if they miss. What do you think about throwing at people? I know there's a lot of people out there that want to get our thoughts on throwing at people because it seems to be a really hot topic whether you do it or not. There's people that want our thoughts. That's nice. Uh, yes, so always. my my thought is twofold. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go with the first part. I agree with McCutcheon. If you miss once, that's it. That was your yeah. time. Yep. You missed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going off of uh, you, I, I hate the retribution. Mm-hmm. You threw at our guy, I'm going to throw at your guy. Because then yep. guess what? You throw at my guy, and I throw at your guy. Guess what? Mm-hmm. You threw at my guy, and I'm going to throw at your guy. And it's this loop at times. And, you know, just just don't. It's, it's just not worth it. Yes. Because what you're doing is, especially if you're the manager, and you say, go out there and hit this guy. Because guess what? The player's going to get suspended if it's obvious. The mm-hmm. player's going to get fined. And guess what? The player gets fined. That's his money, not your money. Mm-hmm. So forget it. Let's not try to intentionally hurt people. We understand accidents happen, mm-hmm. but let's not try to intentionally hurt people, please. Um, so I, I'm not for throwing. That's one of those unwritten rule things that I'm just over at this point. It's like something indoctrinated in the sport, right? Of well, if you hit our guy, we have I to come right back at you. And unwritten rules. Unless are if you stupid. got a badonka donk like Sean Murphy. Oh, it's absolute not, it's not, tank. What an ass. It's not worth America's it. America's ass. <laughs> yeah, he was able to bounce that right off. He doesn't care. And he turned into a meme. I mean, what a butt on that guy, huh? Um, <laughs> speaking of butt, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Say a Suzuki. All right, I'll talk a little bit of Cubbies here. Um, he's got three home runs. He's got nine RBIs, Jordan. Your fantasy team is looking stacked. Still not winning, though. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. You suck. The heavy load. Oh, God. All right, uh, Ian Happ's hitting really well. Seiya Suzuki's doing his thing. Kyle Hendricks 
Um, it's it's a matter of time before Kyle, I think, is done. And Sears not looking so great. So first game was great. Second game, not so much. It really does make you wonder, can the Cubs flip him for some prospect? Because they do got some young guys coming. We're visiting KB tonight. That's exciting. Um, but that's all I'll talk about. The Brewers, Jordan, you got to see them uh, come to Camden Yards. They don't do that often. They've been awful. The Corbin Burns experiment, the uh, Woodruff experiment, that hasn't panned out like they thought it might pan out in year two here where people have kind of tried to figure them out. Um, do you see the Brewers as the lack of starting pitching kind of concerning? No, they'll be fine. They're, okay. they're already turning it around. All they had to do was face the Orioles. Now they're doing pretty well against the Cardinals. <laughs> bottom of the six. Yeah. So, um, for me, it's it's more of the hitting, yeah, for them. Um, looking at some of these averages, when we, I, I'm pretty sure I talked about it when I did my um, uh, Orioles Brewers recap. But I mean, some of their averages, they they haven't really been there, uh, right? I, I don't think Yelich has been, oh, he's uh, been re- awful. rebounding yeah. at this point. Uh, they just don't really have, I don't think, the offense. That was kind of their concern, right? They thought the pitch yes. would be fine, the offense. That's why they got McCutcheon. McCutcheon's been MVP for them right now, really. I mean, yeah. he 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 played pretty well in all of the Oriole games um, th- that that they played that they played in. He he was usually the one that was getting the RBIs or the mm-hmm. or the base hits and stuff. So um, and that's good. I love McCutcheon. So uh, you know. It sucks as against us, but um, look, I'm not too worried about the final record for the Orioles this year. But yeah. I, I think that the Brewers started off rough against the Cubs. It's always rough starting against a division opponent, so I mm-hmm. feel like they're you know, kind of getting back on track now. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much does it. The Reds did start Hunter Green. It was his debut. He had seven Ks and five innings, three earned runs, gave up two home runs, um, but not too much to talk about with the Reds, except the fact that they might be competing with the Pirates as one of the worst teams in this division. Jordan, I think the difference is they actually have pitching where the Pirates just, uh, I don't know what the Pirates are doing, uh, but they do have really good players in Brian uh, Reynolds and key Brian Hayes. I don't think they'll keep Brian Reynolds and Jordan. I think he just had a home run too. Did he? Because uh, I got a notification. He's on my fantasy team. One of them. Because I think he's on your fantasy team too, isn't he? I have Key Brian. I'm. Yo, yeah, yeah. Oh, I do okay. have Brian Reynolds too. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So yours. he's on my yeah. he's on my other one here, which I'm winning now. Okay, I'm winning this one now. There we go. Um. You. Brian Reynolds. Yes, he just hit a home run today. He's looked great, too. I mean, looked really good. He and Key Brian, um, I think they've got a really good uh, – Cruz O'Neill's looked really good when he's been healthy, um, young prospect. they got some good prospects, but, man, Jordan, this is – everybody's always like, oh, the Pirates got prospects. But I'm like, this is what happens. Brian Reynolds will play well. They'll trade him at the deadline. They'll get some other prospects, and then they don't pan out. It's like what, what it's like this never-ending cycle with them. It's really unfortunate because they've got a beautiful ballpark, um, and only 9,000 people came to the game the other day, which was embarrassing, so – um, let's move on to the NL West. Uh, let's get off the, the Central. The NL West, Jordan, some pretty cool headlines um, coming out of the NL West. And I want to start with the most important of them all. Um, Alyssa Nakin, I think that's how you say her name, 
was sitting in the batting cage, throwing some BP to the hitters, and Jordan, she becomes the first female after a phone call uh, is received. She throws on her 92 jersey, runs out to the first base coaching box, and is the first woman to ever coach in a Major League Baseball game on the field. Um, this is historic, man. I, I love to see this. I hope this becomes a, a thing. I know the Yankees have a young uh, uh, female manager that is, I think, her – I want to say single she's – Single A. She's in yeah, single, single A. a. Yep. Okay. Um, but, man, I love stories like this. I hope we get more of this, right? Yeah. Yeah, at first I thought you were going to talk about the the Rockies. Uh, oh, they'll, they'll be, be the next. Yeah, they'll be next. Uh, but, <laughs> but, yeah, no, this was good. Uh, I mean – uh, she was out there because uh, the first base coach got thrown out. <laughs> yeah, we'll um, get to that too. Yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a good story. I, I'm glad that they gave her the chance because guess what? Now, now she's in the history books. It's a trivia question. She's going to get more opportunities probably mm-hmm. in the future as well, which helps. You know, it's usually like kind of trying to give somebody the best chance to succeed, not just like, oh yeah, throw out. Uh, Bobby Joe out there. It's like, all right, you <laughs> yeah. know, let's bring Alyssa out here and let's make some history and let's also get her set up for maybe another position later on. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool story. Uh, and speaking of Bobby Joe, but not Bobby Joe, Connor Joe, uh, who always makes John boy laugh. That's always fun. Uh, whenever they mention his name, the Colorado Rockies, Jordan four and one, the Cubs get to play him tonight. One of the hot teams in the MLB, they got Chris Bryant. He's hot. Um, good looking guy. Not quite the butt that Murphy has, but, you know, good looking. 350, batting 350. There you go. Very good. Um, CJ 500. Yeah. CJ Crone, he's no slack, right? He's great. Uh, Connor Joe, 316. Elias Diaz, 353. Jose Iglesias, 357. I mean, this. what is this team? Just a bunch of 300 hitters? Um, they look good, Jordan. And, and, man, if you have to go to Coors, you don't often beat the Rockies in Coors. They're used to the climate. They're used to the altitude. They're used to the pitching. Um, they've got great pitching so far. Uh, shock, to say the least. Yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, I, I feel I feel good for Rockies fans. Look, mm-hmm. this may not continue, right? But <laughs> yeah. after all the crap they got for signing Chris Bryant and being like, mm-hmm. why would he even want to go there? This they suck and all this kind of stuff. It it's kind of nice to have seen that they started off hot because it mm-hmm. shows that they could make an impact, right? If they just get some more pieces, they can make an impact. Um, it's going to be tough in that division, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, look, some of these players are going to fall back down. H- how many games were at home? Do we know? Um, I'm trying to find that. Yeah, I'm trying to find their games. Hold on. Uh, two, well, three have been at home, two away. So they've actually been pretty split. They've been – two and one at home and two and oh away. So it's not even like you can say it's the cores effect. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's pretty nice. Four games against the Cubs coming up at Coors field as well. Um, and the Cubs pitching has looked good. So, I mean, this is, this is going to be a good series. I think I'm looking forward to it. Game starts tonight at eight at 40. Um, they've got Justin. We have Justin Steele pitching. Um, I should have probably pulled the probables for the Colorado Rockies. Cause I don't know who is probable for them i'm just gonna stall here until i figure it out it looks like it's going to be uh freeland yeah kyle freeland Ooh, that's a good matchup um so yeah looking forward to that series uh and looking forward to what the rockies can do man balls should be flying tonight um four game series against the cubbies the giants jordan 
Um, and this <laughs> this series got chippy, right? Uh, the Padres and Giants have been playing each other. This is why Alyssa was the first base coach. Jordan, the uh, third base – no, sorry, the first base coach uh, for the San Diego – or sorry, the San Francisco Giants, Anton Richardson, I think that's how you say his name, um, and San Diego Padres third base coach Mike Schilt hugged on the field before their uh, game Wednesday a day after – uh, Richardson was ejected for calling him a MFR uh, and pointed at him. And it it was received as uh, undertones of racism uh, in the way that he spoke to him, where he felt he was almost being thrown in like an item or a slave uh, was what he said. And he felt like it was offensive to him. It looks like the two have made up. They had a press conference together today where they talked about it. It does seem like Mike Schilt was, uh, ever forgiving for the, for whatever happened between the two. There wasn't much said um, in the ways of like how they were going to proceed with it, but uh, it does seem like it's a, it's an interesting topic. I don't know really what to make of it, but do you have any thoughts on it? So the reason why he said that, right. Is because he, mm-hmm. Mike Schilt said the words like control your, control yeah, your guy. You need to control right? that. MF um, yeah. So I can kind of see, I guess maybe where, <clears throat> Uh, he's coming from, but I think Mike Schilt uses that word any, anyway, because usually, you know, what people say is that, right. You're in, you're in charge of your coaches and your players, right. So Mm -hmm. you have to control them. They don't mean it in like a bad way. They just mean like control their temper, make sure that they're following rules and stuff. And I'm sure Mike Schilt didn't actually mean it that way. Um, From, from, I mean, this guy was just a manager, right. I mean, I don't know if he's going out there doing that, but I mean, I don't know Uh, if they've made up, then that's great. Um, But uh, for some reason, I'm not really sure exactly what happened that made uh, not, not get Schilt tossed and get, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the giants coach tossed because uh, it didn't seem like it was anything that bad. They probably could have just warned them or whatever. But I mean, we did get the moment with Alyssa Naken then coming mm-hmm. out. So uh, who knows? It's just kind of like this weird, this weird situation that you don't really know what to make of it. And if they're cool with each other now, I don't know if we really need to say anything about it. I guess right. Uh, they also had a chippy moment in which uh, Mauricio Dubon uh, bunts, and he is on the yeah. Giants. They were up uh, with a nine-run lead late in the game in the sixth inning. Um, yeah, you don't do it, but again, like this is unwritten rule where they have to go after each other and you know, get why don't you face. do it? Why don't you do it? So, you don't do it because it's technically running up the score, and this goes back to your thought of like, right, who cares? Like, it's baseball, play the damn game. Um, I've always been in the sense of like running up the score, like, you'd really have to be like, really, really, I guess, I don't know annoying about it like you'd have to be in people's faces about it this one like the bases were empty they weren't really gaining an advantage from it like i think this is just a young kid you turn and go dude let's just don't do that just hit <laughs> like just get your cuts in right um it's always been an unwritten rule never to blunt when you're up by this much because it's showing of the defense and the pitcher i've never been a big proponent of written unwritten rules i could care less i've gotten to the point where now i'm like it's it's fun, man. It's a game. March all over the mound, stomp on right. like who cares? He's gonna be compensated <laughs> off of his average. Right. That who gets cares? him an infield single. Yeah. I mean play defense. If, if they're giving you a bunt, yeah. you take the bunt, no matter yeah. what it is. 
I just want to bring up that Rangers Orioles game I was talking about before mm-hmm. uh, was uh, it doesn't have the date here, does it? Uh, yeah, 20, 2007, August 22nd. The Rangers were up 14 to three and in the eighth inning proceed to score 10 more runs. Then in the ninth proceed to score another six runs, mm-hmm. 16 runs in the last two innings. Did they care about running up the score? No. No, and I don't even remember people really being that complaint about it, but maybe because right. they didn't bunt. But does it matter? I'd rather them bunt than hit a home run against me, right? right. Here's the thing. If you're up if you're up and it's 3-0 count, you're not supposed to swing, right? Right, yeah. You're also not supposed to bunt. So if you hit a home run, that's bad. If you bunt, it's bad. Okay, what am I supposed to do? Ground out to you? Maybe yeah. I was trying that with the bunt and you sucked. I mean, yeah. I don't know. you know, like it's, you can't have it both ways. There's too many rules. Pitchers get upset too easily. Just get over it. Mm-hmm. Get over yourself. You're out there one day a week. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Standings currently sit four and one Rockies, Giants four and two, Dodgers three and two, Padres four and three, Diamondbacks two and four. And Jordan, I wanted to save this one for last. Uh, the Padres, sorry, the Padres are doing extremely well. Their uh, Manaya has been great. You Darvish has been fantastic. They've been rolling without Fernando Tatis. Do you have anything to say on the Padres before I ask you about what I think will be the hottest topic uh, that most shows will be talking about? Uh, no, just other than without Tatis, that's it's good to start that, uh, start that quickly. So, mm-hmm. all right, Jordan, let's do it. Let's talk about it. Uh, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Why am I? Blanking now. That was yeah, yesterday. it was. Yeah. yeah, yesterday, April 13th against the Twins. Clayton Kershaw, Giants, or sorry, the Dodgers, glad they brought him back. Seven innings, 13 strikeouts, and had a perfect game going. But, Jordan, that wasn't the big issue. What was the big issue? What was the big issue, Jordan? Uh, that was it. Kershaw did not go out for the eighth yeah. inning. There's the big issue. 80 pitches, Jordan. Do you run it back out there? If you're the manager, if you're Dave Roberts, 80 pitches – First start, pitchers are about three weeks behind. Clayton, maybe even more because he's had some health issues. What are you thinking? I'm out there. He Look, he, I understand he's behind, but I also understand he's not a rookie. He's, yeah. he's done this before. Mm-hmm. They've been building up. He's probably been pitching since January. Most pitchers have to get ready. Scherzer was throwing like 75 pitches in a simulation game. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the first one of spring training. So I get the reservations behind it, but there's only been a perfect game 23 times. The last time it's happened for the Dodgers was Sandy Koufax. Okay? That's how rare it is. They have seven World Series. They have less perfect games. That would have been special. Also, if he goes out there, I understand them saying, well, he might overexert himself and get hurt. Mm -hmm. He could do that next game. He could. He yeah. could have done it earlier in the game. We, we don't know. He goes up there. Let's say he throws another five pitches and the perfect game is blown. Then you take him out. He gets up a base runner. You take him out. He could probably have been done in another like 10 pitch with the way he was dealing. Mm-hmm. So, look, Kershaw is defending it. I don't know if he, you know, we, we just can only take his words. Right. Mm-hmm. But he's also not going to go out against 
think and be like, well, I want it to keep going. Yeah. Because that just sets a whole bad dugout tone and mm-hmm. locker room tone. So I, I think he's doing the right thing by saying that it's fine. And he might actually believe that. I don't know. But <laughs> a lot of people are upset. I wasn't like super upset, but I mean, I even saw Look, people are going to say, well, pitchers haven't been built up. You don't know what a pitcher being a pitcher is like. There was pitchers coming out on Twitter saying, look how soft these players are now. Yeah. I would have gone back out there. And and that's kind of like the sentiment that the older players have at this rate. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's pitchers that have like, I don't know, Jim Palmer could go out there and throw a complete game and probably throw 120 pitches and he's 80 something years old still. He'd probably <laughs> go out there and do that right now. Right. But it, it is like, we're kind of managing it more now. Uh, I'm not blaming it on analytics or anything. Cause I don't think it had anything to do with it. I think they were just too cautious with mm-hmm. the injury and it, it sucks in the sense of we may have been robbed of something great, but also the eighth and ninth inning is usually when those things get broken up. So yeah. if he went back out there and gave up a walk or gave up a hit, take him out. Sure. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, that was a wild week one. I mean, lots happened. Um, it was exciting. I Could mean, you I'm, imagine if we had a perfect game in week one? <laughs> no. Well, that, I, I mean, honestly, like this week has been so wild with everything going on. I mean, we had benches clearing in the first week. Like that never happened. Like you don't have that happen. It's wild. Like give me more of this. Give me we more of this. We have to make up for all the delays. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think everybody's been pent up and so mad about the lockout. They're just like, let's go fight somebody. Um, but man, it's been great. Like I, I've really enjoyed this. There's, a lot of really good players out there that are currently doing really well. Um, I think that, you know, they've got some good pitching going on too. I think that this is going to be a really good season. Uh, I'm looking forward to that AL East mash bash, whatever you're going to call that. Um, At least one of us is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, you'll be out of it like quickly. So at least you can enjoy it. Um, (laughs) But uh, anything else to add Jordan before we, uh, before we get off here? Yeah, uh, just my disappointment that Jay's Yankees right now is in a rain delay. Yes, that is sad. But the free game of the night right now is Angels-Texas, so I might watch some of this nice. uh, tonight. But uh, just it's been a fun week. Baseball's back. I love baseball. It's been – it feels like longer than a week, honestly, yeah, um, which is good. It's almost like when – you know, you feel like you haven't been somewhere in a while, mm-hmm. almost like when you come back home again and, they, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's the – you know, I know how to drive to the store from my parents' house. I do yeah. it all the time. You know, it just kind of clicks. Yeah. Um, it's what it, this kind of feels like. You're like, okay, we're back into the baseball rhythm. Every night there's games. I'm sitting mm-hmm. back watching games. Tonight there's no Oriole game. Right. So I'll just be probably catching some of this other stuff. But um, it is fun. It, it is uh, good to have it back. And I'm glad we're actually talking about regular season games for once um, on the show. Yeah. So – all right, if you want to follow along with Jordan as he discusses the Baltimore Orioles, go and follow him over at Word from the Warehouse, a Baltimore Orioles fan podcast. There it is. Ooh, pretty. That's colorful. Um, so if you're interested in the Baltimore Orioles and the quest 
that Baltimore is on in the next coming years to become a title contender. You can follow Jordan over there at Word from the Warehouse. He just wrapped up the series with the Brewers, and I listened to that episode. It's a great episode, um, oh, and it'll you. be interesting to see what his thoughts are on John Means. So make sure you guys are following along there. If you're interested in the Cubs, the Cubs Courier, you can follow me along my journey with the Chicago Cubs. Um, and you can find us over on anywhere you can get platform, podcasts, whatever it might be. There I am, kind of hidden back there um, in the Ivy. But Jordan and I uh, cover our teams anywhere you can find podcasts. Make sure you go and rate, review, follow, or anything else. Uh, we're always on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it may be. But the most important, you can follow this show, the Extra Innings Baseball Show. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Extra Innings Baseball Show on Twitter, Extra Inning Show, and you can find us over on Instagram at Extra Innings Baseball Show. I have been your host, Logan Stump. That has been the uh, pretzel man over there sitting in Camden Yards. I'm sure they don't know he's there. Um, but uh, that has been Jordan Weekend, uh, and this has been the Extra Innings Baseball Show. I think that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Jordan, week two next week. Looking forward to it. And everybody else, have a good night. Thanks for listening, and I guess go Cubs, go Orioles. The Extra Innings Baseball Show is hosted by Logan Stump, edited and produced by Jordan Wiegand, and we hope that everybody enjoys us talking some baseball in this MLB 2022 season that is upcoming. Thank you.